children. We stand for our right to be free. We stand against tyranny. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Every woman and man. Time for you to. Well, welcome everybody. We're here in the lovely, lovely town of Williams. Uh, what, roughly about halfway between Perth and Albany? Yes. Roughly? Yeah. I've, I'm joined today by Kelly and William Newton-Wordsworth. And of course, the Pink Panther, otherwise known as the Yellow Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for, only today. For only, only today. Everyone who knows Martin knows that he's always dressed in pink, but today <laughs> it's yellow. Yellow hat and yellow uh, polo shirt. What a lovely new look, Martin. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Thanks for that. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Martin? <laughs> you had a bit of a sly look on your face when you said thanks for that. So, um, Kelly, we've just um, had an intro with Hold the Line the most amazing song and really our now, now our theme song, possibly even globally for the freedom movement. Who knows where it could go? Oh, yeah. Um, I've been wanting to ask you for so long about writing of this song and the inspiration that you took uh, for writing it and, and tell me about the process. Well, I wrote it in about eight minutes. I wrote the whole song except for the last two lines. And the last two lines are all the politicians in their coats and their ties with Big Pharma will go down with their lies. <laughs> That's like a prayer for me, actually. <laughs> um, but the inspiration is obviously what we've witnessed for the last over two years uh, all over the world. I mean, there are just millions of people who are fighting for freedom from the mandates, but much more freedom to truly live. And most of the people in the world who are, are not in this movement have never even really heard of what's going on. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. How could you miss it? How could you? How could anyone miss it? But when I've asked people, have they ever heard of Bill Gates or, I mean, obviously they've heard of Bill Gates, but not what he's been talking about for years of his life uh, and being the first graduate of the World Economic Forum in 2002. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, Martin, what do you think about Hold the Line? Hold the Line, I just love it, especially I'm so proud that Kelly came along all the way from Williams to two-hour drive which I feel is a massive achievement to come <laughs> to my event last Wednesday. <laughs> oh, I loved it. With all you guys. 
and to come, <coughs> which I thought was a great thing there on the Kings Park tourist balcony. We all faced our backs, not not in a bad way against part, but to get the background. And Kelly sang the song with all the tourists watching on. And I, I just like, I when you guys put the video together, it just blew. It was just a tearjerker because it was so inspiring and so amazing to have Perth City in the background. And then, and then obviously when we went to the Memorial Center, I said my few prayers, we all shook whole hands. I said my few prayers and thanks to Kelly took over again. <laughs> and sang a few more songs and with the, all the tourists looking on and all the police looking on I think it was brilliant that it inspired so many people that uh, the video has gone out so much now to nearly 500 people around the world and now it's keep getting shared I've had phone calls since then that more and more people are coming this Wednesday even pastors and priests so it's a thing I've started because where we've done it is a memory to remind everybody that all these great women and men fought for this country many years ago and these younger people today need to be remembered need to remember why we're in this mess and why we're fighting for our freedom That's so right. it's my ambition but every wednesday that goes on we get more and more and more and more people and we fill this place chaka Yes. And look, I've got to agree with you, just going back to the song, um, Kelly, that day on stage with you um, last month uh, for that fairly large rally we had in Perth. We don't have massive rallies, but it was fairly large in Forest Pace. Um, absolutely was sending chills down my spine the whole time. Um, normally when I'm filming, I'm in another world and I don't know what's really going on around me other than what's happening on this, the back of the camera kind of thing. But um, that was an immensely uh, inspirational moment. Um, William, how do you feel about Hold The Line? I love Hold The Line. I love it. Yeah. And one of the things I love about it is people from all backgrounds who are in this movement we all know that there's um it's quite overwhelming we're not being giving the airtime to the issues which is you know why don't people know about it well uh, the commercial stations and the abc are just not giving it this issue the airtime it really deserves mm. so this means that for all of us in it it's fairly overwhelming in the sense of we're pushing all the time to get this message out and sometimes it flattens people a bit and i for myself, when I listen to Hold the Line, it gives me strength and power. And I've mm. heard this from so many people. This, yes, you know, that it, it, people just say, "Yeah, I play it for five or six times." In the yeah, day I do, I, <laughs> Kelly. I do too. <laughs> Don't mean to sound like I'm gushing, but yes, I do too. And um, I've, uh, as I was telling you, Hold the Line is now the closer song for my podcasts. Oh. Gosh. I'm so honoured. Thank you very oh. much for agreeing to allow me to do that, even though I did it without asking you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for <laughs> Well, I just find it so exciting that you just did it without asking because that song is for the whole of the future, humanity, all the children, our freedom, and it really should be used by all people who want to use it to get the message that they have to get out. And that's right. Um, I've started a, a Vax Injured series on this show um, and obviously Hold the Line is going to be 
a linchpin of that series because it is just exactly what we're doing. We're, we're bringing these people to the forefront in order to hold the line. We have to get the story told, right? So mm. we're not going to be able to do anything on this planet without actually getting the word out. And this is what our great battle is all about. We, we just don't have that platform. We're in an age of censorship. <clears throat> We're in an age of controlled mass media. And, uh, and until we can break through that, we're going to suffer these uh, impacts on our daily lives on and on and over and over again. Um, what do you think about that, Kelly? Well, I was just about to say, um, thank you for asking me, because <laughs> I was just about to say that, again, my account on Facebook has been restricted and I encourage any people who want to see an Encyclopedia Britannica of <laughs> just so much information for a long time, go on, you know, add me on Facebook and I'll add you because uh, I just have so much information on that page. Mm. But when I put in, like before I've been able to find, uh, this may be not correct, but I feel like I've been able to get in touch with people who have pages on Facebook for vaccine injuries. And I put in, because someone asked me a question, I put in vaccine injuries in the little search place and it just kept coming up with WHO, WHO, um, UN, WHO, and there were just, and all the the information just had disappeared. So, yeah, of course, you're only seeing the information that they want you to see. Yeah. Again, a form of censorship. Well, it's, and it's, it's not just a form of censorship. I mean, our federal government before the election were talking about, you know, getting these laws happening to really take you know take serious action against people who they are saying are putting out misinformation mm -hmm. the biggest misinformation that exists on this planet and has existed for the last two years is the information from mainstream media and it is time to really start well I know I was talking about this to you briefly but um, to really start legal actions against the owners of mainstream media in this nation, in this state, um, because what I've witnessed myself is, uh, I would just call it an abomination of misinformation mm. because we are getting information from all over the world, but not just all over the world. I mean, I've just been on a tour with Dr. Judy Wileyman, who everyone uh, obviously who knows her, knows that she's a leading world expert on public health. Mm -hmm. And she did years of research and she has been absolutely defamed. She has, you know, she's been, it's been very dangerous what mm. she has done because other scientists who have done very similar things, they have been found uh, having, you know, some strange thing of the, all of a sudden being dead in their bathroom or disappeared yes. or in a plane crash or whatever. I mean, it's not a joke, this. This it's is not a joke. really serious and it's like films that we might see like Silkwood years ago. You know, there is information that these major companies don't want the people to know and we, because we've been farming biodynamically for 34 years, we have been on this case at the front line for years of our lives, you know, fighting against well, the, the deception, really. I, I absolutely agree, Kelly. And thank you for the segue because <laughs> we're also here to talk about biodynamic farming. Um, 
William and Kelly and their son Vincent have mm. been running this farm well for 34 years is that I'm, I don't think William's 34. No it's um Vincent's not <laughs> you know William and I. Sorry, I'm sorry yeah. William. <laughs> Vincent Vincent's is not. um yeah he's not 34 he's uh, 28 but William and I are the longest running broad acre biodynamic or organic farmers in Western Australia and that's something that I just feel well, I just feel very relieved about actually. So William, give us a quick synopsis of what biodynamic farming is. Please. Okay. Um, biodynamic farmers, farming is really an organic method in the sense that of what we don't do. We're not using poisons and we're not using artificial fertilizers. So it's a natural method. But the big thing that sets biodynamics aside is the use of living preparations, particularly the soil preparation 500, which brings life into the soil. And, um, and it literally makes sterile soil into living soil. It brings huge number of microorganisms into the soil. Roots go deeper, soil comes to life. Soil is like, is, is, is made up of living creatures, worms come back into it. And living soil is very different from dead soil. Mm -hmm. Soil can look dead and it may be inactive, say in summer when it's dry, but when it rains, living soil comes to life. And it's very exciting the difference with plants growing on living soil rather than in conventional farming where they're growing on soil that's full of artificial fertilizers and poisons. Okay, so can I just go back a few steps? Um, 500, please explain what is 500? Okay, so 500 is the, is the main preparation in biodynamics. It's a soil preparation, 500. It's, it's sometimes said that there are 500 million living microorganisms per gram. So this is not so much a fertilizer, it's an activant mm -hmm. and a small amount um, of 500, which is derived from cow manure that's put in, in cow horns in the ground and then taken and, and it's developed then for some months out of the ground uh, in storage. And it becomes this highly potent living natural um, substance which is very colloidy and like a magnificent compost in some ways, but full of life. Mm -hmm. And so then it's taken and mixed one way, one direction, then the other. It's mixed in, in water. a very special way with water. And a handful of 500 along with three gallons of water is enough to activate an acre of land. And an acre of land is equivalent to roughly eight tennis courts. So that's not a fertilizer. It's an activant that brings life into that land and for example, yellow or white soil will go to a darker color. Roots go deeper. Life comes in. It, it it's just makes the dead come to life. Yeah, and um, I think everyone that's been following us over the weekend would know that Scotty, Martin and I have been on a tour down to Albany and we're on our way home now, stopped in to see Kelly and William and we've just had a wonderful tour of the farm on this very chilly winter's day. <laughs> Martin was getting a little distressed, weren't you, Martin? Um, it, it is so a cold out. I had we a great time on the roll tractor. Yes. <laughs> the photos will be coming out soon, everybody. Um, <laughs> it was quite – we had, we had quite a lot of fun. that I was going to cross the, well, cross the lake in. <laughs> in. In your yellow shirt with your yellow boat. It was, it was going to be the yellow submarine. <laughs> 
So, look, while I've got the chance, I'd just like to um, say hello to the people that are following this live stream right now. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm so glad you're here. Special thanks to Robert and Troy and Nick. Nick's another regular and Maya, thank you for joining us. Um, so, what? where are we going to go to with this biodynamic farming? Um, one of the points I'd like to make is that um, we, William was pointing out to me some of the, the neighbours' properties and you can clearly see that the, the land is really dead. Yeah. It's so saturated in chemicals. But on your side of the fence, William, it's beautiful and green and, and the trees and the plants are thriving. Yeah, there's a very there's a very clear difference, and and when you get to spring, uh, dead land with, you know, fertilizers that are made from, uh, well, nitrogenous fertilizers made from the natural gas industry, and they're very artificial. They're very damaging to soil. They acidify the soil, but they grow big crops. Uh, but the, the thing is, it's it's just there's food that's grown naturally, and there's food that may have a huge amount of it grown, but it's grown in a really increasingly a sea of poisons. I know we were talking about canola and, you know, it's often sprayed up to six times in a growing season. And so in the soil and on the plant um, is a mixture of, you know, herbicides and, and insecticides. And what's happened in farming since we've been, since over the period that we've been in it, is the rise and rise of the use of insecticides and herbicides. And now, uh, they're found, common farm chemicals are found in the blood, urine and breast milk of people all over the earth. Yeah. And look, we're coming into well, when we get through winter and we get into spring and the, and the flowers start blooming and all that sort of thing. One of the most popular things to do around Perth is to go out to the canola fields and take photographs <coughs> of them. And I've done that myself. Mm, I'm beautiful. not too, too ashamed to say. But um everyone jumps into the field and gets their photo taken inside the field of in the field of yellow and I've just learnt today that it's one of the most dangerous things you could do because of all the chemicals that are all over the, the plants. Well, actually, I stopped on the side of the road because I saw these two families, about three cars, and all these Indian people because uh, that flour is something that they use for their cooking and I just said guys come out you don't know whether they've just sprayed that today yes not today probably because it was still morning but they may have just sprayed it the day before or the day before or a week before and it's you don't know we don't know unless you know what those farmers have sprayed on on that canola you don't know what it is and it's it's yeah. just going to brush off onto people's skin and people can then get allergies and yeah you can scratch yourself and you've got an open wound absolutely. with the chemicals going in there you yep. just don't know what's going to happen and you know they were quite shocked because i went guys guys they got a bit of a surprise and i just said look you don't know whether that's been just sprayed with chemicals and the people they came out over the fence and the, the obviously the grandfather of the you know children and the grandchildren he just said to me oh thank you so much they had no idea none mm. whatsoever he was so grateful they were all really grateful even though they wanted the yellow flowers they yeah yeah okay just we're just going to take a quick break because i've been asked a question from the audience as to whether we would answer any questions during the time so may i absolutely we would i'm sure we'd love to answer some questions for you so bring it on
and anyone else who's listening. There's been quite a few comments already. Thank you, everybody, for that. Um, Martin, have you enjoyed the trip this weekend? Um, give us a quick rundown of what's happened this weekend. We, we left Perth on, uh, what, Saturday morning? We ended up leaving Saturday. We were going to leave a day earlier, but things fell apart. Yeah, they did. We kind of... <laughs> Because obviously my picture was used on their uh, flyer, we thought we'd take. Uh, <laughs> we thought we'd go and crash their we party. We thought we'd go and crash their party, which we uh, accidentally did. And to the surprise, when we walked in, Hoodie was talking, and as he finished, I said what I said, and he looked round in in shock and surprise to see the three was here because he actually he, he obviously knows us from seeing us in Perth. And the room just erupted with joy because obviously, as you know, I'm in my pink and I'm kind of well known now for what I'm doing, what I've been doing. And you guys follow me around. So oh, we, we just we just kind of timed it perfectly. I've just got to set the scene for everybody. Right? So we've turned up at this person's house, a gorgeous house on the side of a hill overlooking the bay in Albany. And uh, we just waltzed on in <laughs> with a certain Michelle Kinsella uh, and uh, the, the the house was packed full of people and of course we squeezed in and said sorry excuse me excuse me and then Martin just said oh yes hoodie uh, as a matter of fact blah 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 and everyone's like all of a sudden the tension was all on us and I don't know I think the owner of the house Hannah was a little bit shocked to see these strangers as waltz into her house but geez it all turned out really well didn't it um yeah, we got on so well with Hannah and we had a yeah, lovely time she invited her back to her place and we did a podcast there with hoodie and uh, a guy called Mitch the doctor and she's actually invited us back in a month's time to their next year and I actually welcomed in us yeah. into our house to stay. Yeah, and I, and I can't wait. No, so. See what happens when you crash everybody's parties, people. Well, it's not only that, uh, Andrew. It, it's doing good and putting yourself out there doing good like we've done the last six months and the lovely offers that have come our way even over the last week with donations because obviously we've put it out there, you know funds are running low in our efforts to try and do what we do we do and I've had women coming to me that have got children heard that I was going to retire because I wasn't impressed or because I'm so passionate about it that enough people were rising and now obviously because women are more passionate because they've got children I love their children and they've been coming to us not to give up so yeah we've gone to the next level now we're going to give uh, poor Hendon a visit in the next couple of weeks because there's big things happening up there and show our support for poor headland amazing yeah. things what's going on up there yeah and it, and it's very exciting I, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this to kelly and william but um it looks like someone may uh fly a plane down and pick us up to take us up there is that is that what's going to happen i heard i heard some rumors of that <clears throat> oh, cool mm. news to me but we'll wait and on. see yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see a 40 uh, a coach has been provided for 40 people there's a bus as well a bus mm. provided 40 people to pick up from Perth and go up whether people rise up and fill the bus, who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. But we are mm. definitely going up. We're definitely going, people. Kelly and William might join us as well. Who Woo-hoo! knows? <laughs> yes. yes. We'll have to we'll have to play hold the line at all the destinations going up the coast. Absolutely. And I have been singing up in Port Headland for quite some time. Yep. I was actually singing and in September uh, with all the children singing one of my songs, One World, One Planet, and I was coaching hundreds of children for the Port Hedland Music Festival, which is run 
by a very dear friend of mine, Jan Gillingham, who's on the Port Hedland Shire. Really? I. I. <laughs> yes, she is. Well, we're very interested in what the Port Hedland uh, Town Council is undertaking at the moment with their um, move to take legal action upon the McGowan government. Mm. Uh, and then there was a whole lot of legal advice received in LUT. I think it was last week, last Wednesday's meeting, mm. which was adjourned after five minutes so that so they could have some time to consider that information. And apparently Mr. McGonnell has flown up there and doing some blackmailing, I believe, to try and <laughs> twist around the mayor's... Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, that's news yeah. to me. Yeah, he flew up there and I think some dodgy dealings were going trying to twist the decision around. So that's why we've got to get up there for the 14th and the 15th. So this decision, please God, doesn't get changed over. So these people need our support. They do. They do. They really do. Yep. So um, let's get back to biodynamic farming. Or should I say what sort of farming that you two do here? Um, tell us a little bit about it. It's obviously a very sustainable farm. Maybe William would like to kick off. Um, what do you grow here? What's, what's the farm all about? This is a very diverse farm in a time when farms have got more and more specialised, more and more monoculture doing one thing. We grow sheep, cattle. Uh, we have a horse stud as well and a horse training centre. Oh, wow. Uh, as we've seen today, we're putting in a crop. We, we do some cropping. We've got a lot of hill and rock, so we don't do a lot of cropping, but we grow oats for hay and sometimes for human food as well. Uh, and we also have orchards, olives and pistachios and and um, we have a, a, a Christian community centre here and we also have a communal vegetable garden as well. So really, we, we do lots of things here. We have self-sufficiency orchard as well. We love to grow things and we love to have clean, natural food. And we're working towards having a wellbeing centre here. Mm. So really, this is growing the food we love to eat and we love for other people to eat. And of course, you've got cows and sheep here as well. Yeah, and um, our and our products of um, biodynamics is normally recognised as having excellent taste properties, and our our meat's been recognised in the top ten gourmet products of Western Australia by Rob Broadfield, the West oh, wow. Australian's food editor. Um, oh. We've exported um, marmalades and olives, ol and, and olive oil again on taste test to shops like Harrods. Um, well, actually, oh, gee. Harrods wanted to take it. We didn't supply them, but we were supplying Harvey Nichols. And and that's that's not about us being, you know, um, multi-generation olive growers, which we're not. It's about the way of growing, mm. the way of growing with the life and as to sustainability. This is really a huge issue. And, and in farming, look, we're facing at the moment in, in the whole issues of vaccination and what's happening on this earth, on many fronts, it's about sustainability and, and having a long-term, clean, growing community in the world and, and sustaining the life that we all want to have. Well, biodynamics, we've been for 35 years growing with very limited inputs. We're not pouring on high nitrogen fertilizers made from, you know, as a byproduct of the gas industry that acidify the soil. We are using small amounts of natural mineral fertilizers as needed and living inputs. Mm. Um, so it's it's arguably and and really as far as I'm concerned is the most long-term sustainable method of growing. And you've had quite a lot of opposition from neighbouring farms 
over the years, right? Well, I, I, I would say not particularly from neighbouring farms. It's just not very well understood. Mm. So I would, you know, for, for us, when we started doing it in this community, but in, in the broader community, it just hasn't really been understood because the organic and biodynamic farmers are a very small subset in Western Australia. There's very small numbers. It wouldn't be, I, I doubt it's 1% of the farming community. It's a long way to the next biodynamic farm. So um, most people want to grow the most amount that they can grow yeah. and haven't been looking at the hidden costs of that, including the health costs to people. And and before we move on, how when you have a, a field uh, where you've, you've grown crops uh, and then you know, you, you pour all the chemicals on it and prepare it for the next season. But eventually, the way I understand it, you get to a point in time where it will no longer grow and you need to let that paddock regenerate. How long does it normally take to regenerate a paddock after it's been drenched in chemicals for a couple of years in a row? Well, this is a question Roughly. a little like if someone is unwell and they have a lot of medications, how long does it take for them to be restored? And that depends on what that person does. Like, are they going to be having a great healthy diet and looking after themselves? Mm -hmm. So really the, the soil preparation 500 is wonderful to put life on a paddock to restore it. But if a paddock's been really abused, if it has been abused in the past with fertilizers and chemicals, it may, may take a while for it to come back. I've, I've heard numbers like 10 years. I think it can be sooner than that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, certainly um, I believe the minute, you, look, it's like people's health. The main thing is to make a start to turn the ship around. And, um, and if people, are, there are people who are really tiring of the, of, of the dangers really to themselves and their family, uh, as far as farmers go, of, of, of this high chemical and high poison farming. And if they want to turn it around, then they can and they can make a start. There's plenty of yep. help available. And of course, we're right on the Williams River here. Yes. We're very close to it anyway, right? Yes. Um, and you were telling me earlier that all of these pesticides flow into the Williams River and that actually feeds into Mandra Estuary. estuaries. Yeah, wow. well, this, this is, look, this is true of, um, Everywhere. The, everywhere. Yes. Everywhere is flowing. We, we see a, it in the papers all the yeah, time, right? That's yeah. right. And the fertilisers are causing algal blooms. But something that really hasn't been monitored properly are the levels of poisons in the water. And they do flow down from the land that we're farming on and this whole area down to the Manger Estuary where people eat the crabs. And crabs are eating the bottom uh, stuff. Yeah. And obviously, if there are heavy chemicals being used on the land, it goes into the soil. It persists in soil um, sediments for seven years. Just, that's just in more, with more minor chemicals. Yeah, yeah. And after years and years and years, it builds up. Kelly, you've been a very big advocate in your life. Uh, well, sorry, is that the right word? But you've been strongly in opposition of GMOs. Yes. <laughs> we've just been open up advocates a, can of worms a lot of... We, we, William and I have really been full-on activists for, well, since we started Biodynamics actually because that's one of the biggest stands in a way that you can take against the chemical companies and the big fertiliser companies is by being a biodynamic farmer. But we've actually been going out like we, we – um, Oh, we were fighting for our forests, the carry forests. Like that was, you know, 
in the early 90s. Lifetime of activism. Yeah, I feel like writing, Good on you. writing a book about it. <laughs> oh, I think oh it's a big thing, you know, because you, you know, people don't really understand why you're doing it and you can tell them but they don't um, just don't want to know really because it's something that they just don't know. And they just can't relate to. Mm. Now, I think I was saying to you, William, earlier, but um, I, it frightens me to think that when I go off to Coles or Woolies and buy some apples, am I eating GMO apples? Or, I mean, how, how do you know when you go into the supermarket, how do you know what it is you're actually buying? Do well, they tell you or? The things are supposed to be labelled, but, I mean, as far as we know, they haven't genetically modified fruits like apples and oranges but oh, that's really we have to realize that those apples or oranges may have been used may have been grown with pretty heavy chemicals i mean we w- one day we popped in to see this apple grower i'm not going to say where it was but he just told us that he would not allow his children or his wife and children to come to the shed where the apples were being packed well, because that makes of the me chemicals. feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to race out and buy some apples. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's horrifying. And farmers who have said the same, they won't let their families go anywhere near the canola. So what, what are the primary GMO crops in this region of Williams? Canola. Yeah, right. but they're now, the Australian government's now talking about genetically modifying wheat, which is going to be an absolute disaster. One thing that people don't understand about GM anything is that the genetically modified seed takes over from the sovereign seed. So the sovereign seed is the seed that every year, you know, like say if you've got tomatoes, they've grown for how many ever thousands of years, that's the sovereign seed. So when when um, the there. company that does the the, ge- the genetic modification of, say, just say a tomato seed, and they go, oh, we'd like to get a bit of um, movement into tomatoes and put in a salmon gene or something like that. That's what they're doing. They're, oh, no. re- they're doing really wacko stuff. So um, what's the point of this? Uh, what do the GMOs- It's called money, lovey. <laughs> it's it, called ownership. Isn't it interesting how everything comes back to money in the end? It is. It's about ownership. They own, the people who genetically modify any seed on the planet, they own that seed. And we, if you have a look, there's a brilliant film about Percy Schmeiser, who was a Canadian farmer. He was growing canola and then Monsanto representatives came onto his land got his seed, took it away. They said that Monsanto's genetically modified canola seed was in his crop. So then they sued him for theft. And that film is amazing and everyone should see it. It's, it's, I've forgotten well, the name of the film. But right. Um, I've got to just slot in here that uh, I believe you were in the uh, organising team for those Monsanto rallies in Perth, weren't you, at one point? I Well, uh, we've been involved for years and years. I mean, I was singing at the very first worldwide um, rally. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, Kelly we, wrote some uh, – Kelly's written some songs that were the hold-the-line type songs for – um, for yeah. those rallies and Against, just yeah. amazing and sung in rallies in the US where they were just amazed and, and wow. yeah, some great, great songs. 
Oh, wow. Well, I, well, I, I think I went to one of your rallies, guys. I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I always tell people that before this um, era of the scandemic, I was never a protester, but on deeper reflection. <laughs> I have you been. have been. I've been to a few protests, yes. Um, okay, so here's the other thing on that point that you were just making about the at the way these people go out and genetically modify um, a naturally occurring species and then hey presto that species is overtaken from the the naturally occurring species and then suddenly no one can own it except the people who originally produced it well i've heard this same argument i don't know if i've ever brought this up with scotty and and um the pink panther over here before but um I was listening to a radio show one day and someone was explaining that, you know, Dr. Fauci and his team of evil doers um, aren't actually committing perjury when they say there was no uh, gain-of-function uh, testing or, or, or um, processes to increase gain-of-function of the old COVID-19 virus. They're not committing perjury in court when they say there was no gain-of-function gain of because it's actually a new species that they've developed. Therefore, technically, you're getting around that that issue of gain of function. So on the on the face of it, if you take all those technicalities away, they're still doing gain of function research, right? So isn't it interesting? I think you've just hit on something that we really need to start watching more closely because it feels like um, – Mr. Fauci and Mr. Gates and all these other demonic creatures are <laughs> in a are in the process of <laughs> hey hey there's no self censorship here if you self censor <laughs> you have to swear it's a real <laughs> bullshit <laughs> um, so anyway uh, it, is that part of their their new world order takeover Martin to re-engineer all living species plant or animal on the of planet? Of course, that's their mission. That's where they are at the moment in Geneva, talking about we. They're talking about themselves. We must do this and we must do that and excluding us, the people. Yeah, it's not so, about us. It's no, about no, them. No, they're there. We about our new world order government. We go back to our countries like they did with Scott Morrison in 2019. They all met there in 2019. That's What's his name? Schwartz guy. He gave them the Claire book. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Give them the book of the financial reset. Go back to your countries. Do what I tell you, or else. What happened next? The pandemic. Yeah. Made, the made-up pandemic. Let's just replace. Let's just. Let's not call him Klaus Schwab anymore. It's Senator Palpatine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Senator> <laughs> Kelly and William are laughing because the evil Senator emperor. Donkey <laughs> we're in, we're in a household of Star Wars fans here, yeah. people. <laughs> when they arrived, we were just about to watch Obi Wan, the new series. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, gonna... the more we get this out there, guys, and I hope you're listening, please listen, educate yourselves. And we've only got three things to look on YouTube, and it's all on there for people to see. But the two, unfortunately, I'm going to call it out there too lazy to do the research. The Financial Reset, Agenda 21, and by 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. Please look it up. It's all online. It's not made up. They're in there at the Warmont in Geneva, the World Economic Forum, telling them what, we're, what they're going to do to us. Now, if, it's not, if you can't, you listen for yourself. At least listen for your poor children and grandchildren, because this is what's going to happen to them, sadly. Enough of adults 
which in my opinion are not doing at the moment, having some courage to stand up and make a difference. But hey, the thing that I'd like to put out to everyone who, who doesn't take the time to do their own research, you're actually missing out. It's, it's immensely interesting. It's frightening as well, mm, but it's very. immensely interesting. Far more interesting the football than the football on the weekend, people, oh, which is there yes. to distract you. Correct. Mm. Correct? Yes, absolutely. Correct. I mean, flipping Italian are like wanting to get this experimental drug to get on with your life and go to the beach and go to Badly. It's just shocking, you know, the amount of adverse reactions from this thing that people are not being told by the television who are being paid by the government to tell lies. You know, the next they, they, they say between now and the next three to five years, there's going to be sadly an awful lot of people going in a bad way, in a bad way. Mm. And, uh, you know, there's going to be an awful lot of funerals, unfortunately. And this is unfortunately in the kind of a way I have got no sympathy for people's ignorance. Sorry. Well, it is. It's ignorance. <clears throat> Sorry, William. Uh, we all hear, we, we hear Mr. Mark McGowan. I'm told I'm not allowed to call him McLean anymore. Great so, that you didn't then. I, I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't. Sorry, Marky Mark. Um, <laughs> I believe that when he and other members of the mainstream media start talking to us about the numbers of deaths, uh, well, we already know for a fact that COVID hasn't really killed too many people at all, but the the vax, the jab is killing people. And I believe that the numbers are far, far greater than are being admitted right now. And I believe that in another year or two, we'll start to truly comprehend the damage that's being done. Because uh, I think we were just talking about it earlier in the show, but Kelly, you were talking about people in a room, uh, someone was saying uh, who, who he knows someone that's been injured, well now, every, I mean, every month that goes by, we all know a handful more people have been injured and they're very serious conditions like myocarditis, which is, affects your entire life. Well, I was filming the ratepayers meeting at Busselton and it was very moving. There were just hundreds of people, so many people that they had to go to a, an oval uh, to have the meeting and the Shire was sort of sitting up on this sort of um, pedestal, podium. a podium. And the first man who got up to speak, unfortunately I was just so shocked by what he said that I forgot to film like the first minute. Yeah. I, I was just standing there with my mouth open just going, what is this? Because he, he was a person probably in his late 20s, maybe early 30s, very fit, an athlete, and he had the first jab and he was okay but not that great second jab from that time like we're talking about maybe eight to ten months of his life um every second of every day he felt like he was going to have a heart attack and that's yeah. uh, you know and and that's just that is one of millions probably millions of stories from around the world but the thing that um really just i've got it on film this registered nurse got up and she said, just so spontaneously, you could see that it was very in that moment. She just turned to the whole of the ratepayers and she said, oh, incidentally, how many people here know somebody who has been injured from the vaccinations? And the entire crowd, every single person, it looked like there wasn't one person who didn't put up their oh, hand. Unreal. 
And um, then the Shire president goes, oh, let's stick to the agenda, you know. And, I mean, if I was him, see, I went up to them later because I did used to be a barrister and a solicitor a long time ago and I went up to someone from the Shire and I said, do you people realise that actually, you know, what that Shire president did, if he's not interested in how many people have been injured from the vaccinations, one day very soon he may be, you know, in, in jail because he, he, he was given notice that night by all those ratepayers. Nobody was holding back. Everyone just put up their hand. And yep. I, I have it on my telephone, on, my, on the filming, and I filmed 10 speakers that night and every single speaker was speaking of tragedy. And that's in the Bustleton Shire, the ruination of that Shire. And I just want to say that whoever Mark McGowan thinks he is, he's the greatest promoter of how great he is in his own eyes, in his own little tiny lunchbox that he lives in, some sort of delusion. Mm. I've never seen anything like it apart from Scott Morrison. So they seem to be um, friends in some kind of way. But the self-promotion of Mark McGowan by Mark McGowan is just embarrassing and what he is failing to see and I witnessed him on television just going, oh, I don't know what they're protesting about and I witnessed Dan Andrews saying, I don't know what they're protesting about. It would be really wise for you, Mark McGowan, Dan Andrews and any of the other premiers who have mandated these untested experimental poisons called vaccinations, which Mark McGowan wrote a personal letter to the people of Western Australia, a one-page letter signed by him Mm. saying that these vaccinations are safe, comma, free, and they work. Safe, free, and they work. So why do you have to keep having them? Yeah. In the olden days, if you had a tetanus vaccination, you have one that lasted for 10 years. Look, Kelly, I think um, Hoodie sums it up perfectly. One of his favourite sayings is that Mark's uh, ego is cashing checks that his integrity can't cash. Oh, gosh. I mean, how embarrassing to be up there saying what a great job, you know, yeah, we've kept WA safe. While if you go into the communities, all of the communities, there are over 100 businesses that have gone, disappeared from Fremantle. You go to Fremantle now, it's like a ghost town. Bustleton, the people of Bustleton, all their hundreds, not the whole town, but hundreds of people at a meeting. How often does that happen? You know, it was cold. It was like uh, five o'clock. And hundreds of people, men, women and children, you know, not some weirdo people that would you'd go, oh, they're a bit oddball No, it was the whole, like representing the whole town. And then these people standing up and saying businesses that have been in, you know, absolutely thriving for like 30 years, 50 years, yeah. just on the edge of bankruptcy. Well, not only that, Kelly, we're now seeing droves of people going homeless. I know. Which is know. another series I'll be producing very soon. Oh. We've got someone in the background working on all those connections. Just well, just before we go, please. people need to know as well, the, what they don't know is that the government, they, these people are going to, you know, their government need to, the 14 shots they're expected to, the people are expected to take, 14 shots. It's not just oh. one, two, three, four. It's actually 14 in total. Yeah, but it's four a year, right? So yeah. it may be a few extras thrown in. 
who knows where this will end and people who need knows to know what this, though. people need to know this is actually they want you to take four years so four, why why do you need this stuff i mean why do they keep need to putting it into you for what like protect you against what well thank god we've had the pfizer um the, the freedom of information act lawsuit that um has now uh, forced Pfizer to release the 340,000 pages yeah. of documentation they have um, with drops at the beginning of every month. So we've just had another drop. Uh, I don't believe that the news has started to come out from the previous month's drops because drop because we're literally receiving 10, 20, 30,000 pages at drop. And of course, it's going to take some time to analyze that. So in the next, so over the next six months or so, I think we're going to start to realise the true extent of the. And you also have to wonder why did they want to suppress the, it for seventy five years? Why did they? Want and they to wanted to. They wanted to hide it away from us. And of course, now we're all talking about the contract that uh, the Moderna and Pfizer combined contract contract that um, the Australian government signed with those companies also hidden away from us for 50 odd years well i'm sorry mark we're going to find out sorry scott but what sorry, about Albo. what about the less the level of corruption that uh these you know different people stopped medicines actual treatments for whatever COVID is they stopped ivermectin they stopped these medicines they're actual treatments what one thing I heard Dr. Judy Wileyman talk about is when somebody gets ill, they need a medicine. They don't go to get a vaccination. Yeah. So how right. insane. This is this this is this brainwashing. It's it is. Of the people to go, oh, we're gonna bring in a vaccination that's gonna stop you from getting whatever, but actually you need a medicine but when, it's you, not just when that. you get that. It's you not know? just that, when, Kelly. Obviously, this is a, a flu-like virus and we all know that when you have things like that you got to get lots of vitamin c into you get lots of vitamin d which means being out in the sun but um and, and, and of course out. It, yes out they, of the sun <laughs> you're not allowed out in the sun mm. or you get an hour you, you're a prisoner and you get an hour out to have a bit of exercise each day and then you got to be locked away again and now we hear about China. Have you guys heard about China um, bolting people inside their houses again? Welding them. But it's about again, 35 million in Shanghai that they're actually, from the footage that I've seen, starving the people. They're starving them. Wow. Have you seen the footage? It's just, I've seen I'm some crying. of it. I was crying and crying. It's just so horrifying. And the sound of the screams of the people and these weird robot dogs going along and telling the people to stop desiring oh my freedom God, I in their that. soul. I've got it on my phone. I'll show it to you. Oh, please. You know, um, by the way, before we go any further, you've got to make sure that Scotty's got that footage of from the Bustleton Town Council for a documentary maybe that yeah will come it, out. it's it's really powerful so these dogs kelly what oh, what, what robot dogs in a china robot dog going along everyone. the street going along the street just in this weird voice telling people to stop to stop having this desire for freedom in their soul what yeah that's yeah, creepy I'm got it, it's I'm... so creepy i i just felt overwhelmed and i just I still can't. I can't get it out. I got to say. I got to say, if some bloody robot turns up on the street <laughs> and starts starts telling me what to do, oh no! I'm all, I've already gone bananas. I don't know. I'm, I'll turn into the incredible, incredible Hulk. 
I will destroy that freaking thing. <laughs> I will not put up with a robot telling me what to do. I'm uh, sorry. It's New like, world order. Yeah. Can I say quickly, I do feel, you know, we all know there's been some level of dropping of the mandates and some people in the freedom movement would be just feeling relieved and lowering their level of activism. But this is that what's just been spoken about is so important because what is happening in China, in China is a horror. Mm -hmm. Their human rights abuses are a horror and they are the country most admired by who? The World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Yep. And, 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 and people like Trudeau. And to see this and to see this, this footage um, of, of what actually China's doing and realise that there are Western nations who highly admire this totalitarian tyranny that is why it is hold the line time mm -hmm. every day. That is why we've got to really, yeah. you know, man up. That is really it's why the Pink Panther Martin is saying, please, you know, stay active, roll, you know, roll up to the events. It's to just realise this isn't go to sleep time. That's right. This is, hey, we've got a glimpse into the agenda. We've got an, a, a glimpse at the level of the evil and the wickedness and I promise everybody if we go to sleep they won't be if we rest right. up they're not they've got an agenda and they've got other things that that are on their agenda and we've all read different ideas and things that that have been put forward and whether it's monkeypox or whether it's the economy or whether it's the next thing they're going to keep going they are and we just have to really maintain seriously, our seriously. campaign the people of australia i seriously beg you to find some backbone if you don't want to do it for yourself, at least do it for your children. Come yeah. out, mm. you know, come out. Please support me and the rest of us here and my friends on a Wednesday at 10 o'clock at Governor's House. We, we walk politely, march up politely through the city with our lovely signs, try to educate and wake people up. We go up to Kings Park, the Memorial Centre, where all our lovely men and women of this country many, many years ago fought for your freedom. They fought for your freedom. So I ask you, what are you doing now for your children's freedom? So please come to Kings Park this Wednesday morning, where we will also, as the boys have pointed out already, I wear yellow. I tell you why I wear yellow sometimes. It's a suicide awareness colors. Okay, I've tried to take my own life in the past. And uh, a few lovely women have come to me holding their hands in Kings Park and thanked me so much because they had suicidal thoughts before we did it. Afterwards, whatever happened within my prayer and holding the hands, they just felt so glad and so different and really thanked me. So I encourage you, please, whatever the power, well, actually there is power in prayer because I've prayed all my life and all the difficulties and everything I've gone through myself. So I ask you all in Perth, if you're listening, please bring your friend, Let's get connected, as McGowan doesn't want us to be connected. Let's hold hands, be connected, be in the power of prayer for a few <clears> minutes. <throat> and I can promise you, as each week goes by, our strength and effort and faith and good things will come. And Martin, how do people follow along with you to know what events you're up to so that they can join in? Well, they look on, obviously I post every day and every morning on my Facebook page. My name is Martin Howley. And I have posted in all the WA events groups. 
And we also have Telegram for everyone who is on to Telegram. We have the Perth Rally Calendar, a great place to find out what's on next and where it's happening at. Um, William and Kelly, how do people get in touch with you in regards to biodynamic farming? Do you have some contact people can can actually add me on as a friend on Facebook as I I have um, – um, obviously, my profile is Kelly Newton Wordsworth, yeah. uh, but I have other pages. But yeah, people can just, we've got a website, Williams River Produce. That's what I wanted to know about. There's, yes. a, there's an email contact there and a phone contact. Please, yeah. oh, on the on website? The yeah, yeah. www.williamsriverproduce.com.au. And you can get us through there or Kelly's uh, Facebook. Kelly's Facebook, yes. Lovely, thank you. And for anyone who wants to follow along with me, um, I have a YouTube channel called The Bellman Report. And of course, we have to mention Scorpion Media. We've got Scotty sitting at the end of the table there, patiently waiting along and listening. We've really got to get moving. <laughs> at, this, at this stage, we're going to get back to Perth at around 7.30 uh, roughly. Uh, welcome to my world. Welcome to my world. <laughs> That's all the time. I've got to, I just wanted to say thank you to Kelly and William because we've had a really lovely time. I can, I'm sure I'm speaking, I can say the same for the other guys. Um, it's actually been really nice to take, you know, well, five minutes to take a break this weekend because we've really rushed and really been rushing for the last few days. Uh, and yes, I was so busy. So it's been really lovely to hang out with you and go for a tour around the farm. I had a, a very enjoyable time. Yeah, we've loved having you too. And yeah. just before we go, I'd love to say about Scott's Scorpion Media, um, the the video of, of Hold the Line for mm. Perth is just Every time I watch it, it just really makes me cry because it's so beautiful and it's a work of art and I really um, encourage you to go on Scorpion Media and have a look at Hold the Line. Yes, and can I just say quickly one of the magnificent things about it is it's given every person in those rallies a voice, the way the signs sync with the, the music. It's really, you know, it, it's it is just a people's voice, and it's yeah. really something. Yeah. And congratulations! It's it's actually one of the great video clips I've ever seen. Yep, me really too. Really great work. It is fantastic, Scotty. I loved it as well, mate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wish everyone could have seen that. Then it was beautiful. <laughs> Scotty's so cute, isn't he, everybody? <laughs> Marvellous. Marvellous. So with that, everyone, we're right on. I am damn cute sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so with that, everyone, we have to get going, unfortunately. I wish I could stay here and talk for another evening with you two because I've had a really, really enjoyable time, as I've just said, and learnt so much about biodynamic farming and many, many other things this weekend. It's been lovely. Thank you. And with that... Thank you. Kelly, would you like to introduce your song that we'll close with this, uh, this afternoon? Well, here's Hold the Line and i uh, uh, like to say um, this is for all of the people who have put their hearts and soul into fighting for our future and our freedom. Thank you, Kelly. And thank you, everyone, for following along this afternoon. We really appreciate it. And until the next time, this has been the 8 News Show. Good night. We stand for our freedom We stand for the 
children. We stand for our right to be free. We stand against tyranny. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Every woman and man, time for you to. There are lessons to be learned from history. Now the tide must turn. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line, hold the line. That tells a tale of great deception. Bill Gates of hell destruction must pay the price for his corruption. Hold the line, hold the line, our people. Hold the line, hold the line. Hold the line.